In today's episode, I chat with Helen Babb, who is an advocate, facilitator, and social entrepreneur. Helen is the CEO and founder of Yes Get It, a social enterprise that empowers and equips women with a self-awareness, confidence, and practical tools to be bold and powerful leaders. She also works at National Australia Bank in the social impact team. Her experience spans Australia and the US and includes women's leadership, rites of passage and social justice. Helen and I chat about the turning points in her life that led her to pursue a career and startup in this area and also what it means to live the life the way that you want. I hope you enjoy this episode. This is Ishan Chen, and you're listening to Digital Learners, the podcast focused on helping you leverage new ways of learning to build your talent stack and create a more fulfilling career. I'll share my personal journey, as well as stories from people who are challenging the status quo in how they learn, network, and shape their career. The future of work is the future of learning. You never know what you might discover if you try something new. Hi, Helen. I'm so excited to have you here on this podcast and for you to share your amazing story with our listeners. But first, I'd love for you to kick off with a brief introduction and tell us a little about a little bit about yourself. Sure. Hi, I'm so happy to be on the podcast. Um, a little bit about me. My name is Helen Babb and I wear a couple of different hats. So um, from Monday to Thursday, I work at NAB in the social impact team where I work on uh, issues like domestic and family violence and accessibility and really looking at the impact and what good the bank can do in those areas for our customers, our people and our community. And then on Fridays and, you know, after work and sometimes on the weekends, I wear the hat of CEO and founder of an organisation called Yes Get It, which really focuses on building communities of women who are self-aware, confident and have personal power so that they can um, live the lives that they love. So that's me. Fantastic. Now, what would you say have been the turning points in your life that led you to pursue a career and also your own startup that advocates women in leadership and social justice and gender equality? Because you've had quite an interesting path. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it uh, definitely hasn't been extremely linear. It's um, had lots of different twists and turns. So I think Um, One of the first ones was just really growing up um, having a mother like my mother. Um, She is extremely hardworking, determined and was always an inspiration for me as someone who didn't really come from a background where she was necessarily um, told that she could be a leader or encouraged to develop those skills but is a natural leader herself. Um, so I think having my mum was a turning point. And then um, I studied law and about, about halfway through my law degree, I realised that I didn't actually want to practice as a lawyer. And yeah. so that, I mean, it didn't happen in an instant. It actually took me a couple of years to realise that. And when I came to that realisation, I thought, okay, 
well, I have studied this degree for this long and I'm, I'm going to finish it. So how can I use the opportunities I get as a law student to get to the places that I want to go to my advantage? And so that was a turning point in it kind of switched the way I was thinking about my studies from how am I going to get this degree to how am I going to have my time at university work for my future and what mm. I want to do mm. for the future. So I use that to get experience in areas that I didn't have a lot of experience in. So one was um, volunteering and doing communications for an anti-sex trafficking nonprofit. Yeah. Not something I didn't have a specific communications experience, but I yeah. thought I think it's a good skill to have. So I want to develop it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other opportunities to study overseas or do internships. And a big turning point for me was doing an internship in um, in the US working in Washington, D.C. for a politician. And it was when I did that that I realised, okay, there's something in this that I want to pursue and I love it. Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, stop there. there. There are more, but those are kind of the, a lot of the formative ones. Yeah. Now, I'm sure many people are curious to know how you landed each opportunity in that story that you just shared, especially that stint in Washington, D.C., um, managing programs that drive change in social justice. So what was going through your mind from um, in, you know, let's say you found the opportunity, but, you know, was there any point of hesitation about whether you should go for it and what made you ultimately take a leap of faith? Yeah, I first went over with a like an internship program and spent three months there. And really my approach was it sounds so interesting, so amazing, why not give it a shot? And when I went over there, I didn't actually love the city of Washington, D.C., but I oh, loved right. being in, in the centre of decision-making, you know, in their Congress. I loved learning about... I loved learning about Americans and America. It's a fascinating country. And I just loved using my brain in a way that it hadn't been used before. It was completely different. Yeah. And so when I moved back to, I was there for three months, came back to Australia and I actually graduated and was working in um, hospitality. So working in a restaurant because I thought maybe I want to run a restaurant. I love people. I love food. I, I loved working in hospitality. And I also worked for a publishing company because, <laughs> you know, I love writing and research and I thought I'll just give that a shot too. And what I kept coming back to was just this desire that I wanted to go back to Washington, D.C. and, and right. work on social change on the, you know, America, America influences the world and D.C. is a huge seat of power there. So I wanted to make change and I kept coming back to D.C., so I remember very clearly talking to my mentor in the US at you know 2 a.m. in the morning Australia time, sitting on my kitchen floor saying, it doesn't make any sense. Why do I want to come back to America? I don't have a job. I don't know that many people. Nobody knows what an undergraduate law degree is in America. They think it's like a right. fake law degree. But it didn't... <laughs> Even though it didn't necessarily logically make sense to me, I just knew it was something I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and then when I told my family and friends, my parents in particular said, oh, yeah, we expected you to say something like this. <laughs> they actually weren't surprised. 
it seemed like I was the most surprised out of everyone um, <laughs> because I'd always wanted to work overseas and I had always wanted to work um, having an impact on a, a big scale. Yeah. And so for them, it made complete sense. Um, so I, I went over there and organized a second internship and went over there not knowing what was going to happen, but knowing that that's where I wanted to be and that I would learn from others and find out what it was that I wanted to do or I would learn that I really wanted to go home and either way I would at least know. Yeah, and looking back, what were some of the things that was causing some hesitation that now in hindsight was probably Mm -hmm. like not really worth all of that, you know, anxiety around should I, shouldn't I? Yeah. Well, when I first moved to the to DC, to the US for the second time, when I thought I'm going to give it a shot and see if I can stay, mm. I found it really, I was applying for jobs and I found it really hard to get a job. It was almost like screaming into the abyss of, you know, I write these cover letters and I would apply and sometimes I wouldn't get a, a lot of the time wouldn't get a response at all or I'd get a thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. And so I really doubted myself. You know, I went from um, really thinking that I had a good shot at getting a job in Australia and that I was a sought-after candidate and then, you know, D.C. is the type of city where the smartest people in the country and the world go there to make a difference. And so everyone was smart, everyone was personable, everyone was um, really hardworking and had a great intention, mostly, not everyone. Um, And so it was really like all the things that had differentiated me in other places was just everyone was like that in DC. Mm. And what I really found was that I, it wasn't just about applying for jobs. It was really about getting to know where I fit in the system and what value I could bring. Yeah. I love that. Yep. Mm. Be more strategic about what type of opportunities you look for. Yeah. And actually asking, you know, what, what really interests me and where can I make a difference mm-hmm. um, versus, hey, this job looks really cool online. So I, I found speaking to a lot of people who were either already in those roles or knew a lot about them was the most valuable thing because they told me, yeah, it might sound really great to be X, but in reality what you're really doing is this. Yeah. <laughs> and then I could say, okay, that doesn't sound like what I want to do. I'm going to move on. Yeah. <laughs> Now, it's one thing to be inspired by somebody else's story who are chasing their dreams, but it's another to put yourself in that position and do the same for yourself. So I'd love to know the story behind what inspired you to launch Yes, Get It and Mm. what it means to live the life that you want. Yeah, so when I landed in DC, I didn't know a lot of people, but I did get connected immediately with this network of women through a facilitated organisation. And I really found my home with this group of women. So they weren't my, they weren't straight off my friends and they weren't straight off my colleagues. They were a group of women who were really dedicated to supporting each other, learning and growing together and asking the question of how do we want to make a difference in the world? Mm-hmm. And so through, you know, I remember one evening event where somebody asked, 
you know, what if we try something and we fail? And I, the response, I still remember it like I was sitting there today. It was that if you fall, we'll be here to pick you up and we'll yeah. be here to catch you. And just knowing that there were a group of women who actually didn't know me very well but were wi- willing to go to bat for me no matter what because I was yeah. part of their community yeah. was something that, I mean, not only provided me a lot of personal comfort but I found my dream job through that network. Wow. I met, yeah. I met my mentor. I made some great friends. And so I'll always be grateful for that group of women who who lifted me up no matter what. Yeah. So uh, I was involved with that organisation for my whole time in DC and um, worked for a women's professional development and training organisation too. And so when I moved back to Australia, I, I knew that I wanted that community and that really yeah. I needed it to be fulfilled. And I didn't immediately find exactly what I wanted here in Melbourne. Like yeah. there's a lot of amazing women, yeah. no doubt, and great organisations, but it, was, it wasn't what I was used to, so I felt the gap. Yeah. And so I decided to create that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't that intentional. I wasn't like, I'm going to start this organisation. I just took one action, which was yep. to organise a workshop on International Women's Day that led to such great responses that they asked, okay, what's next? When's the next workshop? When's the next meetup? Can I invite my friend? Or I was talking to my friend about it and she really wants to get involved. And so it grew pretty organically because it's what people wanted. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the things that stand out from, you know, in terms of what it's like to be part of Yes, Get It community? So one thing is definitely just a safe space for women to really connect with each other on particular topics. So, you know, we've done workshops on vision and goal setting, negotiation, how to say no and set boundaries, self-care, just those really practical things that also involve um, people sharing their own experiences and what's worked for them in a really collaborative way Um, because I don't know if anybody thinks they have the absolute right answer for everything, but to be able to hear that, oh, she's just like me and this worked for her or maybe I should give that a shot, it's really that learning between people that is so valuable. I don't, I mean, I don't think anyone in my life would just appreciate being told what to do, like just do this. You don't have any choice or autonomy. It's really about sharing experiences. Um, and also feeling safe, feeling heard and getting really practical, tangible skills. So how do you negotiate? Or we just ran a workshop on authentic connection. So what does it mean to actually connect with someone and, and be able to hear what they're saying and to articulate what you want to say as well? Yeah, because I was there at the, um, uh, the last, or well, not the authentic connection. I think it was the one before that. own your power yes own your power and i found that the way that you had structured the uh, facilitation style really interesting in terms of how you really got people to share really quite personal stories with such a large Mm. group of people and establish that connection 
So, mm. I mean, I'm not going to do it justice around how I'm describing, <laughs> you know, all of that sure. creativity that goes behind with putting such an agenda. So what is it that yeah. goes through your planning process when you collaborate with other facilitators? Mm. What is that signature experience that, that you guys are trying to create? Because, yeah, I knew, I knew because I was there not as a participant, but <laughs> shooting yeah. photos. So, yeah, I had to kind of just move quite quickly around the room. Um, but what was really apparent was that this was slightly different to what people had experienced in the past. They were really mm. enjoying the experience that mm. you had created for them. Yeah. That's great to hear. <laughs> it's always nice. Um, well, something that I use is I use a rites of passage framework for Yes, Get It workshop. Mm-hmm. And what that really means is the framework that we use is intentionally transformational for the participants. And what that means is it's not a workshop where you walk away and think, yeah, that was nice and maybe I'll implement a couple of things or I learned something fine. It's like actually I experienced something and something transformed for me. And so a rites of passage framework, it's actually based on, you know, thousands of years of learnings from Indigenous communities around the world about what it really means to take the time to step back or step forward and look at, at look at your life or look at a particular area um, to share your story authentically, uh, to learn from others and hear from others, um, to be challenged, to be honoured for your gifts, skills and talents and to, to find out a way to reintegrate who you are and who you really want to be with your day-to-day life. And so that structure and that framework um, is so powerful and it works every time mm, because mm. it really is about people and and what they want. Yeah. And it's it's just a joy to be able to use it as a yeah. framework. Well, speaking of figuring out what you want. Yeah. <laughs> so many people, I mean, so many people who are so talented in what they do and they're also talented in multiple aspects of their career but that only makes them feel more confused about what they want. Yeah. So what would you say is the one thing that you'd like people to take away from today's chat in terms of how do you figure out what you want whenever you feel like you're stuck, whether Mm -hmm. it's a work situation or a personal situation, Mm. what's your advice for someone who, who wants to figure out what is it that they want? Yeah, it really takes some work to figure out what you want. And by that, I mean it takes time mm-hmm. um, to, it takes self-reflection and really asking yourself, you know, what is my, however you want to call it, intuition, spirit, gut actually telling me versus what do other people tell me, what does society tell me, um, what do I think looks good to other people? Yeah, it's yeah. you know when I wake up every morning and have the absolute best smile on my face because I'm living the life I love, not living the life that looks the best on Instagram. <laughs> what is that? And it might for some people it might be never going on Instagram. It might not have anything to do with that, and it yeah. might not be um, the job that I don't know gets them to vice president or president of the company or whatever it is. But it's about actually looking like what's 
what's important to me what could I not live without what could I really leave mm-hmm. um, what lights me up and sometimes um, we don't know that until we do it so I didn't know that I didn't want to be a lawyer until I actually went and worked at a law firm granted not as a lawyer as like a legal clerk yeah um, and you know I previously worked in some um, really fast-paced environments that were very kind of mm, very intense Mm -hmm. and I love the intensity sometime but not all of the time so that's the kind of a little takeaway of every single experience for me I'm like what did I learn from every experience Mm. Um, whether it's was pleasant or unpleasant there's always something to learn yeah and to really um, take every single thing that's happened as okay this is me on my path to where I want to go, what have I gotten from it? Yeah, it's almost like until you try, you don't really realise perhaps you found something new about yourself, about Mm. what you in theory thought you would enjoy doing versus you're like, oh, I didn't realise that this is... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and also it's, I think it requires a degree of creativity and imagination and healthy risk-taking. Yeah. And by that, I mean doing something that might be a little bit out of your comfort zone, not to the extent that you're petrified and can't move and and really anxious, but stepping a little bit out of your comfort zone so that you have that growth and you take a healthy risk and say, okay, it might not work out, but doesn't mean if that fails, I'm a failure. It just means that thing didn't work, but I took the risk and I learned something. So I think healthy risk-taking is, you know, not only I think it's important, like there's a lot of studies and leadership articles in particular saying that healthy risk-taking leads to growth um, and is very, very important. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> risk-taking, it's always easier to talk about it afterwards, but when you're at that point where you're deciding, yeah. do I go yeah. turn left or right? Yeah. So, it, yeah, you start agonising it over days and it's so hard to make a decision because I'm going yeah. through one now. <laughs> sure. Oh, I completely, I completely understand and I think, you know, I really truly believe in in the quiet times of tapping into like what, what truly your, um, your inner self or your intuition is telling you. And it's really scary because kind of culturally and the way that we're brought up, it's a lot of the time you follow a path that someone or something has set for you. And if you deviate, it's like, why would you do that? But if it's what your true self is telling you, Mm-hmm. then you need to go after it. And also you, I've never believed that the one decision will determine my entire life. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we all, we are all on a path and there's multiple ways it can go. And I remember when I was in year 12, I used to think, oh my gosh, my enter score is going to be the only thing that determines my entire life or if I choose this job it determines everything but yeah that's right we're we're all on multiple paths and you also never know you can't predict anything (laughs) (laughs) yeah I, I I saw this quote somewhere I think it was on Instagram about how there is no right or wrong decision 
um, mm. the universe aligns. It's sort of like everything yeah. around you just adjusts to the path that you've taken and there'll be a new exactly. way. Yeah. So I, I think I, I read that quote at a time when I really needed to see yeah. that um, yeah. and worry less about, oh, what if I've made the wrong decision? Yeah. yeah. And one of my favorite um, inspirations is a Buddhist author. Her name is Pema Chodron. And um, something that really helps me is she has this teaching of there is no good, there is no bad, there just is. Mm -hmm. And so whatever happens, whether we want to say, yes, this is going to be good or no, this is going to be bad or any of those things, it's just what is. Yep. Like it either happens or it doesn't happen. Yep. There's no good or yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, fantastic. Now, for those who want to be part of the Yes Get It community, what are some of the ways that they can work with you? Is it, um, mm. uh, can they work with you um, and the people that you collaborate with or is it more of an events-based calendar? Yeah, so there's multiple yeah. different ways. So we hold uh, public workshops and yeah. everything is on um, our website, yesgetit.com.au. Um, I also offer private coaching Fantastic. and I work yep. with, um, I work with corporates as well. So going mm. into corporates or organizations and working with their teams. Yeah. Um, and of course, follow us on social media, Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn, um, because we really find that we learn so much from our community Yeah. and we, they are integral to us. Fantastic. So on LinkedIn, you're under Helen Babb, but did you say you have a Yes Get It page on LinkedIn as well? Yes, oh, we wow. have a Yes Get It page. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest. Uh, it's not as developed as it could be. I'm still learning the, the LinkedIn ropes. Yeah. Uh, but I'm personally very active on LinkedIn and I just find it a really great way to learn from others and connect. Yeah, yeah. But I love your Instagram account. Um because, yeah, you get to see the behind the scenes and also sneak peek <laughs> into other people who have experience and also meet the other yeah. facilitators. I think that's really useful to establish a connection with because it's not just mm. yourself. You have a whole team behind you as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I really believe in, um, you know, I really believe in women supporting women. I believe in everyone. But there's something so beautiful about collaborating and celebrating other women doing awesome stuff and yeah. um you know all all boats rise when the tide rises that's not how the phrase goes a rising tide lifts all boats <laughs> and also it's just so much more fun when we're working together and supporting each mm. other and and mm. lifting each other up you know we're we're all going for the same goal which is people living lives that they love yeah. And, you know, being successful and powerful leaders, whatever that means to them. And it's just more fun when we do it together. Fantastic. Okay. So, um, so it's yes, get it. That's Y E S G E T I T um, yes. on Instagram, uh, the yes. websites.com.au um, yes. and Facebook as well. I'm on your Facebook yes. one. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And you'll no see worries. us by the bright yellow logo. Um, it's something, the color that we chose really intentionally. So yeah, well, thank you so much for having me on and for being, you know, I really want to acknowledge you, Yushan, for being such a huge supporter and friend and collaborator. Oh, thank and you. So, 
So, so glad to be on the podcast and be working with you. Yeah, and so proud of your launch because, yeah, the what you're creating, it's it's one thing to describe it, but you've really got to be there. So I really recommend the events and the workshops that um, Helen spoke about. So you've got to truly experience it to know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yes, great. Fantastic. Thank you. That's it for today's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you would rate, review and subscribe and let me know if this has helped you in any way in shaping your career goals. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram and Facebook where you can find us at Digital Learners Podcast and you can find show notes for every episode at digitallearners.co.